Stay tuned next for Byline Mendocino. This is Alicia Bales, and you are tuned to KZYXNZ, and coming up now is Byline Mendocino. Byline Mendocino is a local media roundtable. We bring it to you every other week, alternating with Politics, a Love Story, hosted by Bob Bashansky. So welcome. It's great to be with you. This morning, we have two local publishers here on the show. Uh, Zita Borsich is the publisher of Real Estate Magazine, and Holly Madrigal publishes Word of Mouth Magazine. And if you live on the coast and you go out ever, uh, you will see these publications in stacks in local businesses throughout the county, actually. I got mine in Ukiah. And I want to welcome Zita and Holly. Thank you so much for being on Byline today. Thanks for Hey, so it's wonderful to have you both. I think we're so incredibly fortunate here in Mendocino County to have people like you both who uh, who take it on yourselves to become the media and who publish high quality and in-depth uh, monthly publications for the community. And what I would really like people to know is uh, sort of, let's start out by introducing listeners to your magazines. Um, can we get a little bit of a backstory? Let's start with you, Zita. Uh, how each of you became publishers and what's kind of the, the, the birth story of your publications here in Mendocino County? Hi, thanks for having me on, Alicia. Um, well, I've I've been a letterpress printer and had a shop in Fort Bragg for you know thirty years, and um, I I had no idea that I was going to be a publisher ever. But Chuck Hathaway and Camille Ranker uh, wanted to had had the magazine for a long time. They were the founding mother and father, and. Um, they wanted to retire and they were trying to sell it and trying to sell it. Nobody was buying it. And they were asking me and I was like, no, I don't know how to be a publisher. <laughs> and then finally nobody was buying it and I just couldn't stand for it to disappear. So I, I went for it and I absolutely didn't know how to be a publisher. I had to like, you know, learn while doing, and it was, it was a pretty steep learning curve, but eventually, I mean, What's unusual about the real about real estate magazine is that it's an ad supported magazine. It's free to the public to pick up, so the ads pay for it. But it's unusual, perhaps unique, in that it has a huge, long form, uh, local story in every issue. And um, I fell in love with it. I realized that it really is an incredible community resource, and. Uh, and it builds community and it allows people to know, um, you know, what's, what amazing things are going on here. And it appeals not only to visitors, but to locals as well. So we have a really big reach. Um, we do about 8,000 copies a month and it's distributed all over the county. And yeah, that's my birth story. It's so interesting about Real Estate Magazine because it's sort of stealth, 
right? If you don't know what real estate magazine <laughs> is, you might walk by and never pick it up because you're not in the market for real estate. <laughs> but actually, real estate magazine is a local gem. It When I'm reading both of your publications, uh, I get this sense of where I live, who lives here, what people are doing, so much more uh, tangible than scrolling online or reading the daily paper, you know, because you really are in some amazing way getting voices of of your community and you're spending, you know, with, with Real Estate Magazine, it is a really deep dive, right? So you're spending some good time with these voices. So how did you transition from just a real estate listing to becoming this forum for community voices. It's always had that. Camille and Chuck built that in from the beginning. They wanted to support local writers and photographers and artists and stuff like that. And um, so I I took that and ran with it. And it's just, it's uh, while I've had it, which is for the last 11 years now, I can't believe it. Time really flew. Um, it's just gotten more and more and more popular. We we cannot keep the magazines in our kiosks and our boxes and stuff and, and, and our pl- um, stacks around town. We, we're we amazed every month at how fast they're going. So I think people are getting used to the fact that there is this big story as well as listings, you know. Yeah. And everybody, you know, everybody that comes here wants to go shopping. They all are like, oh, honey, let's buy a house. It's such beautiful weather here, you know. <laughs> yeah. And definitely, I do that too, like fantasy moment, shopping. <laughs> yeah. In this moment, I mean, real estate is off the hook. You know, everybody wants to like retire here or whatever. So, yeah, it's very, it's been a very dynamic, interesting learning ride for me and um i don't know i'm i'm really i'm really happy about it i love it so much i love the stories i love the writers well and we're going to talk about the march issue um we're going to shortly we're going to go we're going to talk about what what you covered this month um but let's turn to holly for a moment this uh, you just heard zita borsett she's the publisher of real estate magazine and holly madrigal you publish and edit word of mouth magazine Uh, tell us how word of mouth came to be yeah, absolutely. And I will. I was just going to add on to um, what Zaida said, though. What catches me is that cover article, I have to say, on the real estate magazine. I Those those articles catch my eye and then I get to pick it up and, you know, exercise my sort of voyeuristic side where I get to see what people's beautiful homes look like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I really appreciate your publication. So word of mouth, I I did not have a background in publishing of any sort. Um, I had a little bit of uh, background in local politics, actually, so so much different than, than publishing. But I have always had a love affair with uh, the printed word and really excellent publications that I would see in other places. So I had um, picked up a number of times... There's a an organization called Edible Communities. So they they're kind of a franchise. So they have like Edible Monterey Bay or Edible uh, Marin and Wine Country, places like that. But they're similar in the sense that they're printed on beautiful paper, you know, like a like a matte paper, and they would explore the farms and restaurants of those regions. These are, um, you know, it's a James Beard award winning franchise. So I really enjoyed those and I looked into it, but 
it turned out to be exorbitantly expensive to, you know, we could have done an edible Mendocino, um, but it just seemed really out of the reach of what, you know, an ad-based free publication could support. Um, combining that with the fact that I really have an appreciation and have done a lot of work around localization and local farming and local food systems. That was something that I was really passionate about. And so when I originally had a, had a meeting that I had been toiling around with this in my mind for a long time, and I actually had the name, I had the name word of mouth before I had the publication. Such a good name. <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> yeah, because it's, Generally, things we eat, it's not only things we eat, but it's farms and restaurants and wineries, things like that. So I had the idea percolating around, and I got together with um, Linda McElwee and Tori Douglas uh, for a, you know, in Boonville, because they had done the, they had helped print the local food guide. Uh, that they've done a number of issues now. They've done a few revisions of the local food guide, which was like a newsprint handout that said what farms where you could get what. And I said, you know, I'd really like to do something like this, but that's a narrative. That's the stories about these things. And they got it right away. I mean, they were just on board and Tori Douglas has a, a design company, Lemon Fresh Designs. And so uh, we really, we still work with Linda. Actually, <laughs> Linda has a photo, a B photo in the current issue. Um, but Tori just basically ran with it. And we, we, uh, she, immediately got the visual vision that I was wanting to do. And so uh, Tori and I really started this together and we just had our five year anniversary actually. So, so we've, we've been publishing for five years. It was. Yay. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. Publishing is not, a, um, it's not an easy road. It turns out, but um, certainly worth it. Certainly rewarding. Um you know, for those of you who have who have heard me interviewed on this topic before, uh, you know, we sort of got our start saying, and this was our friend Scott Craddy actually, saying that Mendocino County is where your neighbor is doing the most incredible thing ever that no one has ever heard of. It is so true. <laughs> so true. So, so I true. mean, reading both of your magazines, it's, it's like, this is happening here? Oh, my God. This yeah. is this whole incredibly large network of people I've never even heard of. Why yeah, do I, I mean, not know about this? <laughs> you know, yeah, some people don't know that, you know, the Mendocino Grain Project was able to provide flour during the pandemic when everyone was making sourdough. They were able to actually, you know, grind and mill local flour. I had a woman come up to me and say, hey, you know, sort of on the sly, we've we inoculated truffles into our orchard, you know, like 10 years ago. So we're now starting to, you know, actually receive a crop of truffles and I was like you realize that I'm going to tell everybody right because <laughs> she wasn't wanting to put their actual location because she didn't want anyone stealing the truffles from their from their yeah from their orchard but I was like this is the deal is that we you know I spread the stories far and wide. I know it's funny having friends and being a member of the media now you know it's like uh <laughs> That would yeah, make a great exactly. story. Oh, no, it's not a story. It's I'm just telling you. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And someone just someone just um, reached out because they had read an article about carbon farming in one of our previous issues. And they live out um, Bell Springs and they're wanting to try it. And I was like, so you better take notes because we want to hear about it. You know, if it works out, let us know how it goes. 
you know, we could we could use that for a future issue. Take photos, um, cover story. Yeah, and so I I do want to add uh, my. Our other team member is Don Ballantyne. Uh, she's she's our bookkeeper, but also our editor extraordinaire. So the we have a very small shop, and we um, Don is incredible because we have these these lengthy meetings with each issue where we get into high spirited discussions about commas and grammar and the proper usage of things. And and we thank you. Uh, I actually really enjoy that too. But it, it's helpful to have someone who really knows her stuff. And I was realizing, you know, you were talking about how, you know, it's International Women's uh, Month. And, you know, we d- we do happen to have a female team. And we, we work with a lot of contributors, you know, across the gamut. But um, the team that puts this publication together um, happens to be female. <laughs> well, and the other thing, Holly, that, that occurs to me as you're talking about this this project that you've been uh, caring for and and making happen in the county for five years now is you have a full-time job (laughs) (laughs) like why did you want to take this on on top of your full-time job what 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 was the strong motivator there to make this happen well you know i think it's because i love it i mean it's not i i know neither of us are are making a killing on these publications. Uh, the fact is, is that, you know, we cover expenses and we're able to, you know, pay our contributors, which is really a goal of ours to be able, to, we have so many amazing artists and writers and photographers, you know, the more we can sort of, you know, share that, the better, because it also makes our publication better because it makes the voices different. Um, but yeah, I, I do have a, <laughs> So it's kind of like if, um, you know, a lot of, some people ask me like what my creative endeavors are, you know, if I paint or if I do other things like that. And this magazine really is that for me. It really is my creative outlet in a way. And I would be, even in normal life, I would be, you know, finding the really good restaurants and the fun events like the crawfish boil up in Leightonville or, you know, one of these things that is so quirky and wonderful, I would be going to them anyway. So this is just a way that we can, we can share it with the greater community. And we do, you know, we are primarily Mendocino County. Um, uh, uh, we publish 5,000 copies a quarter, um, but we do have outreach outside of Mendocino County as well. So we're, you know, we're in the Santa Rosa airport and we're in um, a number of other places some places in the Bay area but we, of course, we want to expand that because we want to show off to everyone out of the county, you know, like what they could get if they came to Mendocino County. So so that's a constant effort. Great. All right. Well, this is Byline Mendocino. I'm Alicia Bales. And on the line with us today is Zita Borsich, publisher of Real Estate Magazine, and Holly Madrigal, publisher of Word of Mouth Magazine. We're talking uh, about publishing in Mendocino County. Uh, and let's move on to the current issue. So um, Real Estate Magazine comes out monthly and Word of Mouth comes out quarterly. So both of you have pretty fresh uh, issues on the stands right now. So um, let's start with you, Zita, about this month's public sorry cover story Mm -hmm. um well first i I just want to say holly listening to you is like listening to my own self i love having big fights about you know long dashes (laughs) (laughs) and yeah digging up those stories and worming your way into you know like 
press. I mean, who doesn't want to be have their name in print? And it it's just really fun to get to meet all these amazing people. Um, but anyway, so the cover story this month is about CRN, which is COVID Response Network, soon to be Mendocino Coast Resilience Network. And um, it's a nonprofit that I'm on the board, and um, it's a pretty recent development. The board is amazing. Dr. Richard Millard, Dr. John Gallo, uh, Charles Bush, um, and uh, we and we have a new um, amazing ED named Michelle McMillan. She's just she's just an angel from heaven. She's just doing the best job. And this is a group that felt a need to do more about community awareness of COVID. And so they're, they're working on, you know, sign ad campaigns and um, just getting the word out that, you know, what kind of safety measures need to happen. So that was a fun issue. I It was a kind of a different format. I, I gathered uh, pieces from many board members and a few other people and compiled them into one thing. And it was really a lot of moving parts. Usually there's just a single author and, you know, a theme, but um, yeah, that's what's happening this month. Last month's issue was uh, uh, Jennifer Krieger and uh, Frank Hartzell wrote the story with me um, about what if, and it's about Jennifer's Hubs and Routes group. Um, yeah, the digging up of the stories is also very interesting, don't you think? Don't you think, Holly? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> how do, you know, I might steal some chops from you, but I, I want to know how you do dig those stories up. <laughs> the best thing about interviewing journalists is I can just sit back and you... <laughs> And ask the questions. Just very, I encourage it. Yeah, Holly, how do you do it? <laughs> well, some just some just come to us, but then other ones, you know, other ones all see something, and it'll strike my. I have to. I have to keep a list. Basically, I have to keep a list constantly of oh, maybe this will will be a story down the way. And the other thing that, um, yeah, like, and other times, like I. We'll just hear something, you know, like a friend was, t I was asked somewhere, somewhere I was asking people's favorite ice cream flavor. And um, uh, my friend Bianca came up with this ice cream flavor that was um, very particular and I had never heard of it before. And I was like, well, clearly we need to find out about this, <laughs> this particular kind of, it wasn't dulce de leche, but it was like a, like a, um, you know, like a caramelized I'll have to find out. It was it was a fabulous ice cream flavor, but I I do have a tendency to sort of like either see things on the side of the road, you know, like when there was the farm next to um, by Parducci's, you would drive down the highway and you would see the the farm down there. So like I was inspired yeah, oh, right, to find right out right like, by the Redwood Valley exit and West Road there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And there's yeah. this kind of giant forest of sunflowers just cropped up by the freeway. And, yes. a, and a bunch so of like, well, what's, now what's the story there? So, did you find so out? That's, that's of, so cool. <laughs> well, the, that one, there was one there that um, actually at this moment I think is not a farm, but um, 
uh, my friends Hunter and Issa were farming there. And then uh, before them, they were actually growing food for the employees of Fetzer. I mean, amazing. <laughs> so we had a, you know, so we had a story on that. But yeah, I think I think it's really just what happens to strike my fancy. And one of the things that um, I really admire about Real Estate Magazine, actually, is that we are kind of focused generally on, you know, uh, food, farming, artisan products, like generally things that you eat. <laughs> um, we've we've done a couple stories. Like I really wanted to talk about the. Um, uh, giraffe and and zebra. Um, uh, I'm going to say restoration, but that's not, not the right word. That they're doing at B. Bryan Preserve down in Point Arena. I just wanted to talk about it, so we did a story on it. Like, because, <laughs> but it was like no one's eating these animals. But we just <laughs> thought it was a really cool thing in Mendocino County that we wanted to like share. So sometimes, you know, I have a love affair with the with the coastal trail. So it's like, well, how could we talk about the coastal trail? Okay picnic spots the best pic- picnic spots on the coast <laughs> that's nice and how to so how to picnic to responsibly that. good good well it, it doesn't help that both of you are ravenously curious too it sounds like both of you really are very interested in everything that's going on in the county so what's what's nice about uh real estate magazine is that they get to they can just take on all sorts of topics i mean you did a wonderful profile of leadership mendocino which is the the program that that is my full-time job is, is, is took, I took over from Heidi Dickerson, but she, when she was doing that, you guys did a wonderful profile of our program. I feel like you've done stories about sea urchins and the, you know, the issues over on, on the kelp on the coast. I mean, how do you come up with your stories? Oh, you're on mute, Zita. We're waiting for Zita to go off of mute. Can I do it here? Yeah. There you go. Oh, okay. sorry. Go you ahead. know, I just want to say that my internet connection is a little bit wobbly. So okay. I've lost you a couple of times. Just, but um, yeah, the stories that I um, that come to me are there. I mean, some of them come to me. Some of them I just sort of like look around and see what's going on and and sometimes I'm like scrambling, like, what am I going to write about in the next 15 minutes? It's totally stressful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, I, I love the, I love food and I love, you know, reading about food. So I'm a big fan, Holly. Um, yeah, we've had, you know, recent issues on, well, Matt Druno wrote a wonderful story about Victory Gardens for Peace, not too long ago. Um, Lavender Lavender Cinnamon wrote about bees, uh, bees and being. And um, I'm all you know. I when um, when Gowan was doing her year of local eating, we did this amazing story that called Eat. Um, so we do a lot of food also. I think we overlap sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Well, it's such a huge yeah. part of our community too, the the agriculture and the food production. And boy, when I looking through this edition of word of mouth and just seeing the dizzying range of, 
amazing offerings from our community, from donuts to cannabis to honey to... I read the cheesecake recipe from Penny Royal Farms for, for the spring goat sheep cheese that they are currently producing. And, you know, it's like, this is... We live in the craziest, most abundant place in the world. There's just so much, so many delicacies here. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, Holly, you said I can, we can write about anything, but I have to say that we can't write about politics. We have had this um, standing rule made, made by Chuck and Camille, no politics, because we have a huge range of readership. But I have to say that it's a real thin line to walk for me because, you know, everything is political. <laughs> so I try to soft pedal it and there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. And when yeah. you say, Zita, when you say politics, what, because it seems to me that, yeah, everything that is in the current issue is quite political. You're talking about masking and uh coronavirus response and and all of that how what is that distinction that you make for real estate magazine oh you know like i didn't do any issues bashing trump for instance um you know no no overt politics in the magazine so we we really try to soft pedal that part of it and i think you do too right holly Mm -hmm. well we actually we don't specifically take that line, although, you know, we do try to, we certainly try to, you know, appeal to all audiences, um, but we have done, um, I was really excited to do a piece on uh, the anniversary of Measure H, because when I first moved to, when I first moved back to Mendocino County was when the whole um, conversation about genetically modified foods was happening. And I was involved in that campaign, so that was something that was close to my heart. But um, yeah, we certain we certainly for our focus is not on um, local politics, which I am actually involved in. You know, we uh, stay out of that. But one of the interesting topics that that we've dealt with over the years is cannabis as well. Like cannabis is certainly a part of Mendocino County. Um, in this issue, actually, we have a. a article profiling Happy Day Farm, uh, which is outside of Laytonville. And they're a, you know, a real true back to the roots family farm, you know, like where they're, they're growing vegetables all year round, but then um, they also interplant that with cannabis as part of their, how, how they manage to, to make a living. Um, but it's been interesting thinking about like how much advertising are we going to have from, you know, uh, from dispensaries or, you know, just sort of thinking about these things as we do them has been kind of a work in progress. <laughs> we, you know, we have, I'm sure we have policies, but, you know, when it comes down to it, it's kind of about our judgment. And I wanted to add um, the other way that, that I'm sure both of us get stories is uh, people suggesting them. So one of the things is that, you know, even as knowledgeable about our county as, as um, we are, there's still things that we don't know about because if, if we don't know about them. So, so people do um, reach out word of mouth, Mendo.com. Um, they could either, or yes, word of mouth, Mendo at gmail.com for an email. Uh, people can certainly, and my phone number is in every publication. Uh, so people can send me a text or a message 
uh, if you have an idea for a story. I had been asked once if we thought we would run out of of, of stories, um, and I have to say, no, I do not think that is an issue. I mean, it's not just, you know, people don't realize how, you know, just how many restaurants and wineries and artisan makers there are in Mendocino County. And one of the things that we've been able to do is really elevate those voices. And we we try really hard to also be a diverse publication. So that means geographically as well as income levels. You know, like we would love to do a story on the Harbor House in Elk, but most people can't afford can't afford to go to dinner there. It is exquisite. I mean, it's definitely worth it if you can if you can save up your money. But we also, you know, want to do articles on our favorite taqueria, or like we did one on on food trucks, like the best food trucks of Mendocino County. So I, I think that one of the things that is so great about our publications is sort of elevating our neighbors so that more people know of, about them. And I, I really. One of the greatest things I've gotten and as far as response from word of mouth is really a pride of place. You know, it's it's neat that people can really have pride in Mendocino County. Be like, oh, look what's going, you know, look what's going on here. <laughs> we read about it in Real Estate Magazine, you know, like it's it's really um, it's rewarding in that way. Yeah, well, uh, this is Byline Mendocino. I'm Alicia Bales, and on the line is Holly Madrigal, publisher of uh, Word of Mouth magazine, and Zita Borsich, publisher of Real Estate magazine, two powerhouse women and two well-known and very well-valued publications in our community uh, that, as Holly just just reminded us are local they come from the ground up here uh you talked about when you initially had the idea of doing word of mouth uh thinking about sort of joining a larger publication uh and doing just a mendocino wing of it but that's not how it turned out It, it is a homegrown publication entirely independent coming from mendocino county and uh and i think that those choices or the freedom to reflect our community from the ground up is really what we how we benefited from from that choice. Uh, I wonder for both of you, why a print publication? Why a magazine? Uh, and why not, you know, switch over to online and have a much lower overhead and much wider footprint? Zita, you want to you want to take that one? Well, you know, I inherited this and I was, you know, it was a question to me is print dead and you know as everyone knows journalism has lost has just been hemorrhaging writers i mean it's just it's it's unbelievable like how uh constricted the whole journalism of this country has gotten so i feel really lucky to keep doing this the the realtors really value it they really do they they know that i mean people especially on on vacation, want to pick up a real estate publication and see what's for sale and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's interesting that locals as well, I I, I don't, there's no way for me to gauge what the percentage of locals to visitors is in our readership, but I think it's about 50-50. So I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it as long as it seems valuable to the advertisers and to the people that pick it up. 
Do you think it has a different impact or, I mean, obviously it has a different impact, but what do you think that difference is for something that you can hold in your hand uh, as as opposed to something that you go online and and experience it virtually or digitally? I'm old fashioned. I don't know, really. (laughs) Um, You know, we have, we have every issue that we've done in the last 11 years on our website, realestatemendocino.com. And you can go and read up, you know, and for me, it's a really, it's just a different experience holding that thing in your hand, uh, being able to pick it up, you know, go put some onions on to fry and pick up the story where you left off or whatever. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Holly? I absolutely agree. I I don't think, I I know that, um, you know, certainly subscriptions for newspapers are down, but there are studies that show that hyper-local journalism is kind of where it's at because people want to know what's going on with their neighbors and, and in their, in their town and in their, in their neighborhoods. And I think that there really is a, a needed place, honestly, in a democracy that you can that you can pick up your local paper and see what's going on, um, and it involves picking up. Uh, I think more and more, especially as this pandemic has go on, gone on, and we're you know we're spending so much time in front of our screens, it it heightens the need for things that will not run out of batteries, <laughs> that are easier on your eyes in another way. Um, you know, one of the things that's that I like about our publication is that people often don't recycle it right away or don't toss it right away. You know, they tend to keep them around, you know, my friends that have, um, you know, rentals, they'll, they'll keep copies in their rentals for when people are coming to visit Uh, because they, you know, not everyone in Mendocino County is on online, you know, is online or has a, has a, has a good website or online ordering, um, you know, the pandemic actually did force some people to get one of my favorite coffee shops in Willits, Brickhouse Coffee. They actually didn't have a phone number before this pandemic. <laughs> so they got one, you know, during this because people needed to be able to call an order. But I really, I do think that there's um, a place for print media going into the future. I'm, you know, I'm also friends with uh, Jennifer Poole of the Willits Weekly. You know, they actually do a printed publication. Uh, in Willits, which is just, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I believe the, I believe the Wills news is still going, but um, I also know that there's, um, you know, some of these uh, publications have out of town owners. And so I think that does change the dynamic somewhat. Um, And I don't know, I'd be interested to know what you guys think about just sort of changes going on in the future. We, we just recently, um, our printer that we print with, um, let us know that this pandemic has just been horrible for them. And so they actually, um, are retiring, you know, so, so we're, we're moving to another printer in Sacramento because normally we had been going to Barlow printing and, um, uh, Roner park. That's where we pick up our publication. Um, and, just not only the pandemic, because I think they got a lot of their print jobs from like festivals and things like that, you know, like different um, catalogs uh, that were absolutely decimated this year. But then in addition to that, um, 
you know, some of the laws around uh, contribute not not contributors, but some of the laws about contract versus employees have have hit small publications really hard. Um, and the price of paper. You wouldn't think that the price of paper was skyrocketing. So so it's definitely been interesting to think about sort of the volatile nature of the inputs, the things that have nothing to do with the publication that we're putting out. You know, like we just want to tell people what's going on. But it's definitely, um, there's been stressors. And I would love to hear about actually how you dealt with a pandemic. We overcorrected. <laughs> so when, when uh, our spring issue... No, our summer issue, we were planning that in April and May, right? So this was last year Um, because this is the challenge of a publication is that you're doing everything before it actually comes out. So so we were in the throes of lockdown, like we could not leave our houses, everything was closed and we were printing the summer issue. And so instead of doing 5,000 copies, we unfortunately overcorrected and did 1,000 copies, (laughs) Because <laughs> we were thinking there wasn't any venues to to distribute our, our locations. Of course, forgetting that grocery stores were absolutely busy, you know, um, and especially once we moved our racks to the exit door instead of the entrance door. I think for a while, everyone was so freaked out going in to get groceries that they would just go right by the racks that were by the front door. But if they, if they were moved to the, to the rear exit, it got way better. Um, but yeah, it turns out that those the summer of 2020, those copies are a hot commodity because <laughs> they were gone. And they had wonderful stories about the food hub and how the food hub like responded to the um, to this emergency by transitioning from restaurants to providing food boxes for people who are sheltering in place. I mean, that, the Mendocino Green story that I talked about earlier, that's in there. I mean, so it's a fabulous issue. But I must say, it's. Um, it's we, so we we went back, but it was just it was a learning. This is my first pandemic. I don't know how this was how this how is this for a <laughs> yeah, real estate magazine? <laughs> yes, well, my last life, my last pandemic was just awful. But you know what? We're in the we're in exactly the same. We're we are in the transition right now and in the correction right now, and we don't know. I mean, Demas, our uh, our um, ace distribution guy, and Chuck uh, both do distribution. And this is a pet peeve of mine. You know, they, they placed, they placed these um, rules into kind of, you know, in locked in about uh, the COVID spreading on surfaces. So a lot of our regular places that were hot spots for picking up like hotel lobbies, for instance, restaurants, are like, oh God, they won't let us let let us have any pieces of paper here that more than one person can touch. Well, that has been completely disproven. And I actually wrote about it in my column this month because it makes me so mad that <laughs> there was an article in the New York Times called um, COVID spreads through droplets in the air. Why are we still scrubbing surfaces? And we are still scrubbing surfaces, even though um so all the, all the studies have shown that that doesn't happen. But anyway, we did the same thing, Alicia, and we actually ran out. We did, I think, 7,000 last, last month, and suddenly we ran out. And people were mad, which actually was, I mean, it, the silver lining in that was that I realized that it actually matters to people. Um, yeah, that's kind of yeah, good it's, instant it's, feedback, it's really, huh? 
Yeah, it's really a crapshoot, like how many to print, where we get to put them. Um, but somehow or other, it keeps on being very popular. So I'm, I feel really, really lucky about that. Right. I had to, when uh, in preparing for today's show, I had to actually find out where Real Estate Magazine is distributed in my hometown of Ukiah and walk down there, which I did with my dog. And, and it was the uh, the savings bank downtown. And there, yeah. I, I walked in and I said, do you have, uh, this isn't a banking related issue, but do you have Real Estate Magazine here? And they said, oh yes, it's right over here. There were two stacks of it on the in the lobby on the table. <laughs> so the dog and I walked in yeah. and picked up our copy of Real Estate Magazine. Very different preparation uh, than other shows where I would just go online and, and, you know, skim through the articles and that. No, I actually had something cool I could pick up and little outing with the pup and <laughs> picked up my copy of Real Estate Magazine. So, yeah, yeah, the the, uh, the challenges with the safety protocols have been really hard. You know, we, we would normally distribute in, you know, all the wineries in Anderson Valley. Most of them are appointment only now and they're not letting you take stuff. Although when I keep trying to tell them, is that publications like ours, people take them. They're not picking them up and putting them back down. Like they're not sharing germs. They're picking them up and taking them with them. Hello. Um, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the great places here locally, of course, you know, like we can't keep them in stock like at Harvest Market, um, but, uh, or like Black Oak Coffee in Ukiah. But um, uh, what am I thinking? Oh, botanic- the Botanical Gardens is. Yes, is they and and they they stopped. I think we need to continue to have that conversation. I mean, with with especially as the protocols start to get relaxed, I think we need to be having these conversations to say, you know, there's no evidence that shows that that any you know germs or you know potential pathogens are are being passed on these publications. But you know, but uh, it's 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 been challenging as far as just dealing. It's been it's been a challenge. I think everyone it's been a challenge, but this is yeah. certainly hard. Well, we you know also Holly, we we produce the magazine in three different places, three different houses actually, and um, plus our distribution guys. So we and we've always done that. So for us, you know, not the shelter in place thing didn't really have any effect, but it is a challenge. The communication. Uh, lines can kind of fall apart sometimes with that kind of not being in physical proximity to each other. But actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to send you, Holly, I'm going to send you a link to an article uh, that, that was about a study that proved that the, the virus that lands on surfaces doesn't have the, the juju to be <laughs> a muscle, you know, scientific <laughs> language. It doesn't have the juice to get anybody sick mm-hmm. so all of these all of these scrubbing the you know grocery carts and everything which i don't mind i, I, I don't mind it. having a clean yeah. clean grocery cart but you know it's kind of make work it's not right. really doing anything. it's called it's called hygiene theater mm-hmm. yeah it's perfor- it's a bit performative just making people it's like feel the guy better. that had the bomb in his shoe like 50 years ago now you have to take your stupid shoes off at the airport still <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm certainly looking forward to, you know, as things open up, um, you know, getting out there more and as well as sharing the stories of, of the real 
creativity that's been that's come out of this pandemic experience. Yeah, um, did I did want to mention that uh, word of mouth is online. I, I absolutely believe in our print publication, but we do have a, a beautiful website that people can go and look up stories that um, that maybe you missed that have been on there from before. Um, uh, so that's wordofmouthmendo.com. Also, you can subscribe there if you wanted the magazine delivered to you, because you can get it for free. But if you want us to mail it to you, then you don't have to go out and find it. Um, but we also, you can sign up to our newsletter. So we know that a quarterly publication is not the best for everyone. You know, people want <laughs> constant input. And so and so if we do send out a um what's generally a monthly uh, email that has stories, little updates, uh, things going on that we think can't wait until the next publication. Uh, so, so people can sign up for that as well. We call it small bites. And how, and people just find that at your website. Yeah. Wordofmouthmendo.com. Cool. Um, I love small bites and I love word of mouth. Those are such clever, clever, clever titles. You could have a career so just thinking good. of names. <laughs> I had to share a story because you was saying that sometimes she has to come up with stories like in a very short notice. So we have a column in each issue that's a um, a local foraging local foraging column. It's called Wild Things because I want people to know about what cool stuff there is out their back door. And so I had a whole article written about um, mussels, harvesting mussels off our coast. And I was saying, okay, you need to have your, you know, you need to have a fishing license. You know, I was, I had some fabulous recipe like mussels and a creamy wine sauce or something like that. And, and one of the things I listed was that, and you should, you know, generally it's the rule about R being in the months, months with the letter R are okay. And without, you know, you should steer clear. And so, but it said, in case you want to really be sure, you should call this hotline. And of course, I mentioned that we are doing the publications before. So this would have been out for spring. This would have been out for March, April, May. And so as I'm finishing my article, I call the hotline like, well, I should just see what it is. And I, and it says, there's toxins. <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's at the time, this was, it must have been like in January, you know, there was, there was a, I don't think it was demoic acid, but there was some sort of toxic, you know, bloom happening on the coast. And I was like, shoot, I can't, I can't publish this now because even if when the magazine comes out, it's fine. Like, I just can't, I just can't risk it. So we'll, so we'll do that at another time when, and of course, right now you can call the hotline and it's just fine to do muscles, but darn it. It was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I need to come up with something entirely different right now. Editors no, panic attack. <laughs> panic yeah. attack. We ended up doing um, cattail pollen biscuits. So you can actually harvest cattail pollen. Wow. Did you hey Holly, did you read our story about wild mushrooms? It was like so great. I mean, like wild yes. mushrooms are a total thing here. They really and the whole are. issue the whole issue was about wild mushrooms. I, I had Frank Hartzell writing it and he it was a huge learning curve for him because he knew nothing about wild mushrooms and he had to do all of this research and he did a really great job. But anyway, yeah, absolutely. That, that one was fabulous. And we have such um, local experts. I mean, there's, there's an incredible level of expertise in Mendocino County. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, this is Byline Mendocino. I am Alicia Bales, and on the line is Zito Borsich, publisher of Real Estate Magazine, and Holly Madrigal, publisher of Word of Mouth Magazine, and we are getting a wealth of information from these two powerhouse publishers, uh, and we are lucky to have both of them serving our community here in Mendocino County, providing both uh, the information to us and voices from the community so that we can know much more deeply uh, who we are, where we live, and have a, that sense of, that really tangible sense of place from both of these publications. And Holly, you brought up something just now talking about um, the future and um, just kind of the conversations that we need to be having as we come out of the pandemic. You, t- you both talked about the enormous impact the pandemic had on your publications, all different, both sort of obvious uh, content issues and also all of the inputs have been affected as well as distribution. What, do you th- what role do you think both of your magazines will play as we start to come out of the pandemic? Um, how are you seeing your magazines being part of the conversations that we need to move forward? I think my magazine is part of the conversation, actually. Um, you know, I did, I did an article early on of the COVID pandemic called The New Abnormal. And then this article, this article right that's out right now is about, you know, the response to the COVID mess. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that things are going to start opening up. I mean, my God, everybody's so tired of everything. Um, I don't know. I just think we're just going to keep on plugging away. Um, one thing I did want to mention, Alicia so sweetly talked about her partners that she works with at her magazine. And I, I want to mention my brother, Joe Nevis, who puts puts ads together, and the amazing Lisa Norman, who is the most persnickety copy proofer you ever met. And we, you know, we love to have those big fights about commas. Um, <laughs> and, um, and she organizes and gets all of the ads together like you know just stuff that is so complicated and so deep and i really appreciate her so much and then chuck hathaway keeps uh keeps replenishing our distribution in mendocino and dimas Guevara is just the most awesome guy he goes all over the county and does all of these eight thousand magazines puts them all over the county uh in a couple of days so just want to acknowledge that I don't do this by myself. Which definitely reflects your cover story this month, Many Hands. Many Hands, yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry to put that in, but I really needed to. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. And I think the other thing that... um, you know, that we haven't, neither of us have had a chance to touch on is those advertisers. I mean, the fact is, is that neither of our publications would work if people didn't advertise with us. Thank you. You know, it's really, it's, you know, it's a belief in real estate magazine. It's a belief in word of mouth. Um, That's how we're able to keep going. And I think one of the challenges from this pandemic has been, you know, responding to the struggles that our advertisers have, um, uh, you know, with with everyone's business has been impacted. And certainly real estate, you know, actually real estate has actually, you know, had had some some serious gains over the pandemic as people realize that Mendocino County is just this stunning place to live. And if they don't have to 
be at their desk in Oakland, then like, why would they be paying those kind of rents? But it, it's definitely impacted our small businesses really significantly. I mean, I'm, I'm really amazed at people like Drop-In Donut, you know, that opened opened in a pandemic. They opened a, a Fort Bragg Donut. Unbelievable. <laughs> Incredible. And so, yeah, we have a story and on that. And they have a line, line out the door. It's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I just, I know that, um, I know that our local businesses are really struggling. So as we move at transition out of this, I'm hoping that we can, you know, with the advertising in our publications, I'm hoping that we can let people know that, you know, these people, these places are still here. They're still doing this work. Yeah. And as I mentioned, it has borne a lot of creativity. So I'm hearing that there is a fish taco delivery business, Alicia, in Ukiah, big fish. Big fish. Something? I must know. I must find out. <laughs> fish tacos have become one of my like dependencies during <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> I'm finding all the good fish tacos around. Really, they'll deliver them to your house. Okay. Yeah. We got to do a show on this. <laughs> but I think that's going to be one of the challenges as we come out of this is is how we can and one of the things that we do is we promote all these events that happen you know music festival film festival like all these wonderful events that had to go virtual this year and so I think we'll continue to do that and figure out ways that we can really um, sing the praises of our local businesses mm -hmm. and our local nonprofits that have really struggled over this past year yeah one of the issues that I'm thinking about when you're talking about that, Holly, is that Alex Degrassi wrote a story called Into the Cloud about performance art. I mean, that got completely knocked out, knocked out. Yeah. TKO, yes. you know, so people are finding ways to, you know, perform online, but it ain't the same as live performance. Sure. So both of you will be a bridge toward sort of the rebloom, the sort of regermination of our in-person lives. Sounds like great way to great way to put it. Thank you, Alicia. Yeah, and it's different. You know, I'm kind of cynical about advertising in general. You know, I work at a non-commercial station because I really don't like commercials. But it's different with small businesses and ads for, you know, for what the small businesses are doing. That's stuff. That's information. I really want to know who's out there and where I can go and what they're doing. And uh, so it's it's just really that's another part of it that's really neat about both of your of your publications. It's not kind of a, yeah, oh, and we have to advertise. It's like, and we have a platform for these small businesses is to, to tell about their, what they're doing for the community. You know, it's a really beautiful round circle, Alicia, of, you know, it's not just a, it's not just a personal, it's not just the business that's advertising. The business that's advertising is also supporting community, a community resource. So it, you know, we feed each other. We give and we receive. And it's an, it's an amazing and beautiful circle to me it's it's so that's so true i mean i know one of our key partners has been ukiah co-op you know they have advertised with us from the beginning and i think it's because we also represent what they're trying to do you know they're trying to do healthy food in their community and really strengthen that community and so you know it's partnerships like that 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 make our publications go and certainly i want to 
book, I realize we're coming to the end of our time. I just want to thank you so much for having me and, and welcome everyone to pick up a copy of Word of Mouth. Um, you can get them all over all over the place uh, in the county, but if you go to our website, you can find the distribution locations, wordofmouthmendo.com. Um, yeah, pick them up at your grocery store. And the spring issue is out now, and it is beautiful with a, a beautiful foxglove and bee photo on the front talking about gardening for pollinators. And Zita, uh, where can people get Real Estate Magazine? Yeah, there we have boxes at the post offices in Mendo, Fort Bragg, all over. We have Harvest Market, um, Purity uh, Market in Fort Bragg, and then all the realty offices most lodging places, still some restaurants. We used to have a hot spot in the lobby of the hospital, but they're <laughs> they're one of the ones that's saying you can't put anything out. Um, but you just sort of open your eyes and you will find it. Okay, and don't be um, fooled. It's not just about real estate listings. It's about community as well. All. all right, yeah. Holly Madrigal of Word of Mouth Magazine, Zita Borsich of Real Estate Magazine. Thank you so much for telling us about your amazing work. Appreciate you coming on Byline Mendocino today. Thank you so much for inviting us. Yes, that was yes, thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. And this has been Byline Mendocino. I'm your host, Alicia Bales. I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be talking with Hope McKinney previous KZYX news reporter uh, off in Alaska running news at a rural station there. We're going to hear about what Hope's been up to and a whole lot more. So thanks for listening. Thanks again to my guests and I'll see you in two weeks. I just got good news. I just got good news. the press it's this has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.